Last summer, I got a postcard. Howdy, Johanna. This was our first stop. They changed the corn designs annually. Now leaving Glacier on a rainy day heading for Hot Springs. Love, Mom and Dad. Should I say where the card came from? Sure. The Corn Palace! (laughs) Oh. I'm Johanna Mayer, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we visit the Mitchell, South Dakota Corn Palace, a massive building covered in murals made completely from corn. After this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. This fall, when the leaves turn gold and the harvest is in, come, visit us. The Corn Palace will be celebrating. The streets will be filled with people. You will see it for what it really is. A celebration of who we are and what we do. And how we spend the little time we have in this world. This is from a Corn Palace promotional video made in 1990. And while that description might sound a little over the top, I have really never seen anything quite like the Corn Palace before. First of all, it's not just some mural on the side of a barn. This place is huge. It's almost the size of a football field. And the architecture is wild. It's got spires, minarets, onion domes. There are a bunch of flags on top. The place looks sort of like a giant castle, if a giant castle were covered in corn. This version of the Mitchell Corn Palace has been around since 1921. But the very first palace was built in 1892, just three years after South Dakota became a state. And the reason was to lure people to move there. It was basically an advertisement for South Dakota. As soon as the corn has ripened and dried, the work begins. Sketches that have been created by local artists are transferred to roofing paper and nailed to the mural panel for which the sketch has been designed. 
My name is Jeff Hansen. I am the supervisor of maintenance for four city buildings and the supervisor of the decorating outside the Club Palace. Today, Jeff is the person behind those ever-changing murals on the exterior of the Corn Palace. He's been working there for almost 11 years. So actually, I was just a small farmer that grew up 90 miles away from Mitchell. Remember when I was young and we came up to come see the circus and I thought this place was so huge. I was like, we're going to get lost and we'll never find our way out. Never thought I'd be at the Corn Palace. The Corn Palace committee votes on a theme every year and a group of students at the local university designs the murals. But Jeff figures out how to actually get them up on the side of the building, what types of corn and grains to use, how to get them to stick. I talked to Jeff in July busy season at the Corn Palace, but he managed to squeeze in this phone call. So we start usually about the end of May, stripping off the old patterns from the prior year. And then we try to match something that's coming with the corn murals for the year that we hope to complete by December. So it's kind of paint by color. The mural changeover happens over many months and in sections. So there's always something to see on the Corn Palace walls. To make the corn murals every year, it takes about 3,000 bushels of grains and grasses, 2,000 pounds of staples and nails, and well over 275,000 ears of corn. They start with the grasses. Local farmers harvest them throughout the summer. And then Jeff and his crew start piecing them onto the murals. Corn season comes a bit later, in September. And we'll have to sort through the good and the bad ears of corn. We take a our miter saw, chop the ends off, and then we have two saws that are made that we push it through and it rips it in half so it sits flush on the building. All the grasses are stapled, but we use two-inch finished nails on the corn so it doesn't kind of blast it apart when we put it on there. It's not the easiest job in the world. Jeff spends a lot of time up on a scissor lift, and it gets cold and windy in South Dakota. But the biggest challenge... Mother Nature is by far the biggest struggle. If we get a thunderstorm, it can level the whole field, and you're kind of stuck with bare-bone plywood on the building. The corn has to grow, you know, a couple of years just didn't get enough rain. They grow small, and you kind of run out of the corn at the end. We had an attack of the squirrel last year. I had to replace a whole corner of one. And <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> he was having a, a heyday, you could say. But by the end of the year, when at last all the work is completed, and Jeff and his team have replaced last year's murals with this year's fresh ones, the Corn Palace is ready. But it wasn't the first building of its kind. Because Corn Palaces, they used to be kind of a thing. Between 1880 and 1930, more than 30 Corn Palaces were built across the Midwest. The first was in nearby Sioux City, Iowa. And if you think replacing the corn murals on the walls of the Mitchell Corn Palace every year is a big hassle, you should see what they did in Sioux City. Every year, they fully tore down, then rebuilt, not just the murals, but the entire building. A brand new corn palace every year. That lasted only about five years before it wasn't worth the hassle anymore. And it wasn't just corn. There were also grain palaces, glass palaces. There was a coal palace in Iowa. Basically, whatever the local industry was, cities built a palace for it. It was just one of those weird turn-of-the-century American trends. But out of all the palaces, 
The Mitchell Corn Palace is the only one that survived. Believe it or not, we have people that'll come back every year to see the building because they want to see what the new murals are going to be. This is Troy Magnuson. He works at the Corn Palace gift shop. I've done over 8,000 tours of the Corn Palace. I'm kind of the company historian as well as garbage man and everything else that needs to be done. Every year, 500,000 people travel from all over to visit the Corn Palace. And actually, Troy is probably the person who sold that postcard to my mom last summer. More than likely. You'll have to ask me if they remember the really ugly, bald-headed guy. <laughs> I caught him on his cell phone when he was taking a break from work in the gift shop. I've been involved in the Corn Palace pretty much my whole life. It's where everything happens in town. I can remember coming to the circus when I was in grade school, going to the festival in the fall. We would always get one afternoon off from school for the festival, and you could go down and ride the rides. For people like Jeff and Troy, and everyone who lives in Mitchell, the Corn Palace isn't just a quirky tourist attraction. It's the heart of the town. Not only do we use it to celebrate the fall harvest, but it's also our city civic arena. All of our high school and college basketball home games are held in the building. We have banquets, we have graduations, we have high school and college volleyball. We've had a wedding and a double funeral, and it's just a piece of Americana. These days, Troy's connection to the Corn Palace is growing even deeper. Remember that annual circus he mentioned that takes place at the palace? Troy takes a week off every year to participate. I'm also a clown, and my clown name is Popcorn. And the theme for this year's murals? Under the Big Top. Hey, you're going May when they announced the theme. They surprised the heck out of me. They announced that my picture, my clown picture, is going to be up on the side of the building. <gasps> really? Yeah, so my, I, I get to go look at the side of the Corn Palace, the south side of the Corn Palace, and see my face up on the building. And the picture up on the building looks a lot better than the human life form, let me tell you. In the mural, Troy, or Popcorn, I should say, grins ear to ear. He's got glasses made of dark brown corn, a nose made of pinkish corn, and two dots on his cheeks made of red corn. And he's surrounded by shooting stars made of classic yellow corn. It's surreal. Jeff Hansen, he did offer to let me go up on the lift and put the last piece of corn in. But alas, Troy didn't take Jeff up on that offer. No, 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 no. You're not going to get me up on one of those hydraulic lifts. I'm a big chicken. Troy's mural will be up on the building until October or November. I asked him how he thinks it'll feel to see it get torn down. It's going to be strange, but, you know, it's, it's part of the building. It's the mystique. It's the redecorating. I think I'll probably get a postcard made of that picture before too long, just so I have something to remember it by. Well, maybe the next time my parents are there, they can send me a postcard with your face on it. (laughs) That would probably cost three stamps. (laughs) There is a Corn Palace Festival that happens in August every year. But really, the palace is pretty amazing any time of the year. Just make sure you get there before the fall if you want to see Troy's mural. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, 
Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Tanaka Maria Muvabaridwa, Ellie Katz, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. Our theme and end credits are by Sam Tyndall. I'm Johanna Mayer, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now playing in Los Angeles. Exquisite food and drink. World-class art everywhere. Spectacular sports and dazzling Hollywood attractions. L.A. offers... The full variety of food scene, from game-changing taco trucks to 35 Michelin stars. And did you know that Los Angeles has more museums and theaters than New York? It is indeed scandalous, but also unfortunately true. So get your fix in music, film, comedy, or world-class museums in L.A. Plus, you can get a behind-the-scenes movie magic with a world-famous studio tour. That is something that should be on everybody's bucket list. Start here with discoverla.com.